Forgotten Flicks, episode 59. Dr. I think they get the point. Hello, and welcome... Oh, wait, no. That would be for the Red Heat one, which we may not be doing anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I am, of course, joined by the late, great Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Good evening, sir, yeah. and how are you? I'm great, and this would be the first episode ever where I introduced it and didn't even complete the title of the movie, nor the year. <laughs> Not that there's a reason for that. Yes. So we're doing Dr. Giggles tonight, folks. Dr. Giggles. We haven't done horror in a while. Actually, uh, you know, we went on a streak right around the Spooky Flicks Fest where we did a lot of horror. Yeah. And then we've kind of backed off for a while and now. Well, and we're still not doing it. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to try very hard not to giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it is again. Yeah, so this, of course, is a 1993 classic. Classic motion picture. Class. Ass. Yeah. Ass. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah, a lot of ass in this. <laughs> I actually have to confess something, Jason. I saw this opening weekend. In a theater? In a movie theater. On a screen? It, on purpose. And someone paid money? I did. Alone? I, I nope. I, it was a double date. You went with girls? Yep. I, it was a double date with me and a bunch of dudes. Yep. Double well, date. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess there's something to the take a date to a horror movie to get her to snuggle up to you and hold on. But yeah, that's what I was. That was what I was banking on. <laughs> you didn't get much in this one, did you? Nope. Mm. Yeah, and and unlike the Army of Darkness story I've told, where the girl dissed Army of Darkness, and thereafter I had nothing to do with her, this <laughs> chick, I totally agreed with. So, <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into all that. Um, yes, Jason, would you like to hear the trailer? Because this one's actually maybe the wins the record for shortest trailer, because it's about thirty seconds long. Really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I had I actually um, did not look up the trailer on this, so I'm curious to see. Or hear yes. uh, what the trailer sounds like for this one. All right, ready? Knock it out. It's time to make an appointment, Scrubble. It'll be good for your health. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh, oh sorry. The doctor's <laughs> saying. How about a free examination? Ready to take your medicine. If you think that's bad, when you get my bill. I hope you have protection. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Giggles. It's a good thing I make house calls. Wait it on. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Spoiler alert, please. <gasps> Thank you. 
And in the spirit, since that sounds like Nat Nerd from Garbage Pail Kids, the movie, and since we're now in a timely fashion releasing episodes, we can announce talk of a remake of Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. Oh, my God. Really? Nietzsche was right. God is dead. Now, you and I just had the conversation this afternoon about the the plethora of remakes of primarily the 80s, which seems to be the only era that you can really remake movies from anymore. But really? Oh, my God. Let me explain something, Jason. (sighs) We, We knock it. But thanks to Garbage Pail Kids, you know what we learned? We can't do anything while working with each other. (laughs) You know what? I will go to that opening weekend to see that movie first. Just so we can talk about it and say. (laughs) I think we should do like a live, like simulcast. Like a live webcast (laughs) from the theater, interviewing people as they go in and out. And at ma'am, ma'am, can I talk to you? Yes, ma'am, please Uh, come over here, ma'am. Can I ask you? Yes, yes, yes. Is this for the radio? Yes, yes. Can can you just tell us quick for this interview? Why did you buy tickets to this Garbage Bell Kids the movie remake? Um. Well, my 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 children really really talked me into it. Uh, I I I have a I have really a vague recollection of Garbage Pail Kids and how they were pre- they were profane, but they were funny. So and and, and please, yes. who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Garbage Pail Kids character, oh. and who do you hope to see in this remake? Do you oh, think it's gonna be true to the original? That's easy. Valerie vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Valley. Valley Vaughn. Kids, hold mommy's hair. Yeah. <laughs> mommy, mommy ate too much popcorn, kids. <laughs> <sighs> That'll be great. Yeah, that will be. <laughs> As it's coming the to you one woman soon. <laughs> and her kids. And us in the theater. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. hope they're, I hope they're planning on making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, Jason. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So probably should, for anyone new to the show, I'm Joel. This is Jason. <laughs> this is like completely, you can tell, this is our, before our big announcement, big episode show. <laughs> but you know what, though? I got to say, because yes. um, I want to get into this. I actually want to, before we talk about anything else going on with the show or the website there's or some, any that, There's jazz. something going on? There, there isn't, oh. but uh, we're going to make something up to make it sound good. I actually went into this really excited because I remember uh, back in the day, you know, in the in the nineties, early nineties, nineteen ninety two, when this movie came out. Um, was it ninety two or ninety three? Well, uh, I, according to Imdiba. Oh, you're right. It would have been ninety two. It was ninety two. Okay, I said ninety three earlier. I stand now, corrected. Two. You were graduating oh, high school? No, eleventh grade. I graduated in ninety four, so I was in eleventh grade. Really? It was the fall. It was like the first semester of my eleventh grade year. Yes. Okay. So when this came out, you were you were at this point in college. You, how, you were about what fifteen years from retirement? <laughs> Not fifteen years. Come on. I was in college when this came out, um, and I remember just kind of seeing the the trailers for it and and the buzz and hype and all that around it. And at the time, I was trying to establish myself <clears throat> as a cool geek uh, uh, in college. 
a movie geek. Yes, and, uh, yes. Yes, I've seen many, many horror movies, including things like The Reanimator and Bride of the Reanimator. This was a piece of cake. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I actually, when we talked about putting this on the list, it was one of those that for some reason stuck in my head that, yeah, I've seen it. I watched it. I've never seen this. Yeah. I, I've never seen. Now I've heard it. I've heard the name. I know the the uh, the main actor, Larry Drake. I you know I know his face. I know he was Doctor Giggles. Um, um, but I really, as I sat down to watch this, I I realized I had not actually seen this movie from beginning to end. I've seen little clips here and there on cable or um, trailer stuff, but have never seen it. So. Um, so, okay, before I get into it, can, I'm just going to give a quick synopsis. Can I do that? Absolutely. Please, just, just quick. I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't give any spoilers away because there aren't any. Um, so <laughs> this, this is the story of Dr. Evan Rendell, uh, yes, who is uh, the son of Dr. Rendell Sr., who apparently was stoned for killing... Eight people in his little town. So he killed eight people and got to do pot? Uh, yes. He got stoned after. No, he was literally dragged out of his house. So, no, they don't even show that. Where the hell did this take place? Iran? Yeah. Um, no, I would Saudi say Arabia? Iowa. So close. Close. Huh? Iowa. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> no, it's basically the story of this crazy guy, Dr. Giggles, who is Dr. Evan Rendell. And he, real quick, Jay, uh, real quick question. <laughs> Why do they call him Dr. Giggles? Um, I think it's because he has this big grin and has these little um, dimples, so he looks like kind of like he's like like always grinning, and so he might might like giggle. A little, yeah, like an Elmo type character. Because you know? one might argue it would be a little. You would think it would be creepy to hear a guy giggling in the dark. You think that would be creepy, right? Okay, don't 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 don't, don't pop my cherry yet. Okay, mm-hmm. save it, save it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is basically the story of a crazy guy. Who thinks he's a doctor and kills people? When, when via... can I? When can I pop your cherry? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, okay. Soon, soon. Okay, I'll pull it back he, out. He pull it out. <laughs> he kills people via doctory methods. So oh, so that's the doctor part. Wrenches and these big uh, needle thingies and scalpels and spreaders and yeah. So at one point, it looks like he has the Cenobite dental kit. Yes. Um, And so he goes back to, I guess, get vengeance on the town that killed his father. Um, But Mm. he has apparently been in a psych ward since he was eight. Uh, Uh, Six, seven, I think seven. Yeah. Seven. So there's there's shades of like Nightmare on Elm Street in this. Yeah. 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 Uh, Halloween. Uh Rob Zombie remake, maybe. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> so he he's going back to where? What's the name of the town? Do you remember? Um, was it Moore High? Which yeah. makes sense. His dad got stoned there. <laughs> I want to get I want to get Moore High. <laughs> so he goes back to Moore High, and his uh, childhood house is abandoned. And which course, looks like father... the crypt. You remember the tales from the crypt? The HBO show yes. totally looks like the crypt keepers crypt it, keepers it looks... house. Totally. Yeah does uh except a lot smaller um and apparently it's a lot like a tardis because you open the door and it's it's like a hospital inside but on the outside it looks like you know a little quaint little dirty house but on the inside it's like there are wings of this place yeah so um yeah so he goes back to get vengeance and the subplot is the heroine 
So real quick, when you were emphasizing all these words, I I visualize quote fingers. <laughs> yes, the heroine played by Holly. Holly Marie Combs? Yes. Um, She plays Jennifer, who is – she was the main character in Charmed. Yeah, she was the sisters, Um, yeah. Yep, of the sisters in the the TV series. Although that also also had Alyssa Milano. Yes. We've got to get her on the show. I think she would probably Yeah, oh, she'd totally do it. I want to talk to her about Embrace of the Vampire. (laughs) 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 And, um, yeah, which Poison Ivy was she in? Wasn't she in one of the Poison Ivy movies? Oh, I don't know. It's for me. Oh. It's all about my two dads. So we'll she was she wasn't on my she was oh, she wasn't on my two dads. That was Stacy Keach. Damn it! Ah, <laughs> booyah! She's not on the show anymore. She was on <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> oh, that's right, Angela. And we need to say who is it? Stacy Keach? No, Stacy Keach is the guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, her, her name Stacy something or other, right? Uh, who knows? In the chick, the little girl. Oh, now I gotta look it up. Okay, you talk. I'm gonna look up. <laughs> All right. So basically, Jennifer, uh, who and this is you know a high school junior seniorish, has a prolapsed mitral valve, and the doctor tells her it's a heart condition. It's not too bad, but she needs to monitor it. No drinking. Stacy Keenan. Stacy Keenan. I was close. We're close. Stacy Keach is a guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Um, so she has a heart condition, and at one point, as the doctor escapes his insane asylum, as crazy doctors do, and starts killing people in a house that is bigger on the inside, uh, he she catches his eye because she has a heart monitor, throws it away, and he sees it and realizes he has to save her because poor Dr. Giggle's motivation yes. is that his mom died of a heart condition. When and, he was and, of course, un- and his dad was stoned by the townspeople because... He lives in more high because he gets more high. No, um, no, no. Because he was there because he cut out the hearts of seven different people to try and give a heart. Yeah, to I got heart. a question real quick. Back, back this up. Is that crazy? I mean, it's messed up. It's bad me- medicine. But it's, is that really like? It seems like it's too motivated to be like, oh, this guy's obviously crazy. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, because that kind of gets to the core of it. So let me just drop the synopsis at this point because what? really it's But just... I'm complete. I, I was so on the edge of my seat, Jason. I wanted to know more. I know. Edge of your toilet seat maybe um, because let me tell you that the whole point of this movie is that there's some crazy psychopathic guy out killing people pretending to be a doctor. And his backstory is that his dad went crazy when his mom died and he was trying to save her that's quote fingers you get that yep and to save his son he sews him up inside of his mother's dead corpse yeah that part was messed up <laughs> okay but that's really the only messed up part of it well okay because... well, but before we but i think it's kind of key to understand that this movie represents an entire spate of horror movies because go obviously you had the 80s and like you mentioned reanimator movies like that they're this over the top this gore fest latex you know the caro the red caro syrup ran heavy in the 80s right so then more, you get more deep fried cheese than anything i mean it's just specifically like it had something endearing not dr gills like reanimator and some of those there was something endearing about the fact that they tried to 
throw it over the top, you know. Oh yeah, lock. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's and and, like and there was and obviously had all the the Friday Thirteenth movies. But see, here's the thing: by the time you get up to that early '90s window, the MPAA is pretty much neutered horror movies in general, because you know, obviously mm-hmm. the later Friday the Thirteenth movies, like you know, the notorious yeah. like New Blood and uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, were notorious for being just completely just edited. Lame. Yeah, they're just edited horribly. So, yeah. You know, movies like that were becoming less and less bloody. So I think these movies represent, you know, a lot of people complain about modern PG-13 horror, okay? I think a movie's got a great story. I don't give a crap what it's rated. You know, if it's creepy, I mean, sometimes horror is more atmosphere and suspense, and it's just creepy. And doesn't, you know, if it's not full of gore and TNA, then there, there probably is going to be PG-13. I mean, The Ring comes to mind. Sure. The, the Ring was an effective movie. It was PG-13. But, really? The Ring was PG-13? Yeah. But, oh wow, that's scary. Yeah, but it was it was actually scary. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> this movie though, and movies yeah. like it were, I think, in my opinion, representative of the beginnings of what people gripe about about the PG thirteen horror. Because if you think about it, most of the gore and violence in it, it's like they go. There's very you know they kind of go there, but then they cut it. Like it's yeah. see blood on his hand. It felt it felt cut. It felt edited down. Like they show they probably had a lot more going on. Not that I care one way or the other. It would have been a horrible movie no matter what way you cut it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but it it was specifically that it just felt so like they were trying to water it down. And it also yes. represents that early '90s thing where so many movies because you had obviously all the Friday Thirteenths and the Nightmares and the Halloweens and all these other movies that had come out. Everybody wanted to do the next like slasher movie franchise. They wanted the next anti-hero horror icon to come out of their franchise. So you'd have movies like Candyman or Leprechaun, which in fact did at least have multiple sequels, but then you had movies like this one or The Dentist with Corbin Burnson, or you had, which I guess came out a little bit later, or, or, or you had, um, uh, Brain Scan, which came out like 93, 94 with Edward Furlong. I mean, there was definitely this effort (laughs) to create Mm. these, like, it was forced. It was like, we're going to create a franchise. That's our goal. To create a right. franchise, as opposed to tell a good story, and if it happens to catch on, then we'll have a franchise. No, no, no. They yeah. started with that intention of let's create a franchise. And okay, so I tried to go into this. Maybe I went into it with too much expectation because I was thinking good blood fest, uh, good gory. I understand just from the title of it and the trailer I'd seen. Yep, crazy doctor does bad things, and I had seen some posts uh, that people had put up about it that this played on people's fear of doctors and the scary things that happen at doctor's offices, you know, the surgery and all that. And so I'm like, oh, okay, good. It's, it might be cheesy, it might be corny, it might be over the top, but it's going to be enjoyable. Because I it like... It might be? Well, I, I, was, I was hoping it would be that. And I got to say, I can accept way corny... Way cheesy, terrible acting, uh, Cairo syrup dripping from everything, insanely ridiculous death scenes. I mean, hell, I love Dead Alive when he takes the lawnmower and starts mowing down the, the zombies, right? Well, and again, we, we know that we, what Dead Alive taught us, that we should all be kicking ass for the Lord. <laughs> yes, or stay away from rat monkeys. Which, oh, God. You know, apparently yeah, is an easy thing. Um, but this didn't have any of that. This literally, even okay. I'm going to start at the beginning. Um, the beginning of the movie 
started out that this guy was just uh, – it, it played the very uh, beginning of the movie, played out like he was this normal doctor doing some kind of surgery. And there were these mm-hmm. people around in this operating theater, which happens in teaching hospitals and teaching surgery centers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people around were kind of watching. He's like – and he's very intelligent. He's hyper-intelligent. As a matter of fact, the one like warden of this place or yeah, whatever, whatever says – I always thought it was the warden that he had on the table. They didn't really oh, expl- that's a good call. I, I, yeah. I'm assuming that they never. But, explain. The, but the one doctor that says you let somebody with a a, a ridiculously high IQ get to, I'm like, okay, that's your one drop that he's smart. Yep. Um, and from that point forward, I was like, I'm kind of lost. Wait, is did he just kind of get away with killing like ten people and he let everybody out and only two orderlies and. The warden just now caught on. And, well, and it begs a okay. bigger question. How did he go so long there without this happening early? Like, you know, he's so... Yeah, and why was there a surgical theater in a psych ward? Anyway, so <laughs> um, moving right along. The, the, really, just the beginning of it was this guy was not scary. Larry Drake playing Dr. Giggles in the entire film never came across as creepy or scary or frightening or unnerving or... Even when he's, you know, wielding weapons of death, yeah, it just never came across as ooh, that's cool. No, it was I think like he, I think he was scarier in uh, Sam Raimi's Dark Man as Durant. Like he was, a, he was scarier in L.A. Law. Now the actor has the potential, yes. to be scary. Yes, and I know he has that potential to be that it's, kind. Well, of, there is a creepy factor to yes, him. I guess. The unhinged kind of. This character just wasn't, and the whole way through, I mean, you talked about the giggling was supposed to be this, you know, kind of unnerving and, and, and scary element of it, but it really wasn't for me. None of it was. I mean, even it, was fun, it got to be funny at a certain point, but not enough to redeem the entire thing, but... Hello? Yes. Oh, you just kind of went out. It's like you're literally like, you don't have to redeem the entire... I can't even finish my thought. It doesn't even matter. No, I'm looking at these pictures of this, and I'm like, it, it didn't save it. Um, he didn't save it. Now, I like him as an actor, and we've talked to you as an um, Law and Order and some other stuff, but um, it just, he didn't pull it off for me. Well, I, think, I, will say, I will say in this movie's defense, though, Jay, one, one important thing we have to consider in this movie's defense... It's pretty much. Um, I think Scream might have ripped it off. Let's, really? Let's, exa- let's examine this, shall we? You mean? Wait, now you're saying Scream ripped Doctor Giggles off? Yes, because it came out four years later. Hmm. Okay? Yes. And I, yep. I'm not sure exactly when Kevin Williamson wrote his original screenplay for Scream. Say that three times fast. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure that it was around this time period that he wrote it. Mm. So, here's the ting, man. So, Jennifer, played by Holly Marie Combs, the main character, yep. very similar to Sydney, the Nev yeah. Campbell character, that sort of distant, she's got the boyfriend who's kind of dressed like a semi-greaser, kind of like the rough kid, you know, which of course but, was played but by... She's sort, of, she's sort of aloof from that. Yeah, she's the like, girl next door. I mean, she even looks like her. Like she even that. looks like Nev Campbell to me. She actually does. I yes. thought that when I saw yes. her. Yeah. Yes, And more high, right? I mean, it looks an awful lot like the small town in Scream, which name is escaping me, which is sad because I saw the movie like 11 times. I don't know why it's scary. It's, uh, da, 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 da. I want to say Brentwood, but that's where OJ did his thing. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 it starts with a W. Oh, 
Dang it. Come on, Robertson. Pull it out. Pull it out. Wood. Don't look it up. I'm not. Look it up. It's not Woodlawn. That's a cemetery. It's... <laughs> There's somebody out there right now going, you moron. It's good. <laughs> All right. I'm not looking it up. It'll pop in. Anyway. So it, it just, there's a lot of similarities. Okay. And they've got the friends, you know, that, you know, they're all hanging. They're all going to have the party. Now, I understand that was the whole point to scream is that it was making fun of all those hoary cliches. Actually, I think a better way, all joking aside, this movie obviously did not, you know, inspire scream, but in a way it did. I think this is exactly the kind of movie that scream could have been. Minus the irony and self-awareness, you know, to, to the degree that it was there. So I, I think that, uh, you know, there are a lot of similarities. Don't think they're entirely on purpose. But uh, other than Scream was meant to be referencing this this exact point, this movie, you know, the whole, you know, oh, I'll be right back. Oh, let's have a party at the old creepy house. Oh, let's do this. Let's do a bunch of stupid crap. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say, Jay, I do have a couple of pressing questions that we really need to address. You need to answer them for me, because okay, if I please. don't ha- if I don't get the answers to these questions, I honestly don't think <laughs> I don't think I'll be able. I'm really trying to find something. I won't be able <laughs> to urinate <laughs> blood. Out of my nose. That's what I won't be able to do. Okay. So first we question. We answer these questions. Yes. Okay. So first, is this supposed to be summer break? Did you, because they were on break right at the beginning, the kids. Um, yes, because her boyfriend says he got a, a job that would allow him to do the nasty to her six days a week. So why in the hell are they dressed like it's October? Because <laughs> they're in Canada? <laughs> Are, are they supposed to be in Iowa? <laughs> well, maybe it is. Iowa and and wait and uh, they oh, wait. Um, oh, to be fair, they this, went to the fair. Wait, they went to the fair. Wait, That's wait a like a fall thing. This was this pre global warming. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. See, we would be all wearing sweaters right now. Great yeah, job, maybe. people. So, What's, uh, Woodsboro. Woodsboro. I said a W. I was right. I said wood. Wood. I could. I. I. I do have wood on my mind. Dead but, wood. Yeah. Dead wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, it, it. It. It was in fact supposed to be summer, but apparently this is somewhere near the North Pole because they were all wearing sweaters and jackets and they were going to the fall fest. I actually think Iowa may be in the North Pole. I'm not sure. Mm, I, I mean, yeah. I. I did go to public school in America. There were dinosaurs in Iowa too. Don't forget an acorn. Oh, is that where the Cardiff Giant was too, or is that somewhere else? Cardiff. Yeah, the Cardiff. Cardiff. Isn't that in England? Oh, Sweden. Maybe Sweden? No. That's Viking. Ladies and gentlemen, your American tax dollars at work. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank we'll be our week. Yep, thank you very okay. much. All right. So <laughs> Okay. Um the big <laughs> summer. Yes, yes. And um I'm now gonna kinda tie this in, but I'm not gonna take away your thunder on this. I know you wanted to to, to mention it. <laughs> but I have my one of my questions is relating to the busybody older woman character jason hint hint she was sort of like the old lady in gremlins who uh Mrs. yes uh, uh, what was her name oh uh deagle yes yes her but jason yes. specifically the nosy neighbor yes but specifically the actress yes um <clears throat> that was a setup okay so i'm watching this movie and I'm sitting there, okay, yep, there's the old house. That's where I'm sure the, the bad guy's going to go, and that's where lots of people are going to die, yep. And then this old lady walks up, 
with her dog, her little poodle, whatever it is, and scares Jennifer. And starts in on her about, your paper on Nixon was crap. <laughs> yes. And, no, I seriously looked at her and I thought, oh, my God, that looks just like that evil Nazi teacher from uh, uh, um, Hiding Out that we just talked about. Nah. There's no way that in two movies, an obscure, crabby character that we had no connection to these two movies, it's the same person. So the movie's on. I'm like, all right, of course, get out the iPhone. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, IMDb app, open up. Yep. Holy crap. It is actually the same lady. Yep. <laughs> Nancy Fish. Uh, she also played. Greatest way, name the- ever. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, who is the guy in Flash Gordon? I have. No I'll get to that. The one that you got all ex- obsessed about the the short guy. Oh that... yeah, you're right. Um, well hung. Or what was his name? No. Oh, R- huge Roy. <laughs> Deep Roy. <laughs> Deep Roy. <laughs> Long Duck Dong. Was Deep it Long Roy? Is the greatest. Actor Long name Dong ever. Silver. Yes. No. She. Uh. She's the exact same lady. So the lady yep. in Hiding Out played the crabby ass uh, teacher that yes. um cheated on the the voting results because she was on the 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 mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. Um. Is also the nosy neighbor who happens to oversee the nasty looking evil house that Doctor Giggles is from. Yes, which it- I really thought they would play her character up more. Like she had something to do with the dad's death. Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. Or she would at least know something more about it, like not to go up to the freaking house. Yeah, like she lived next door to it, So you and the way that they played it up is just her and her dog, so they played it up like she's lived there forever. And so the fact that the sheriff was, I would say, about her age, you, you kind of got the feeling like she was going to have something to do with it. But, yeah, alas, she is, spoiler, spoiler, killed early on. Well, yeah, but I think, so. this, back to my question, Jay, that I was going to, Ass, and then I set you up for the uh, explanation. Do I think she's hot? Yeah. Uh, on a on a like Sunday night, uh, struck out all weekend, and you've drank like half a fifth of tequila, and, and I don't know where I am. Kind of way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh. And you pretty pretty much confused it with the golden retriever that you thought was laying at the foot of your bed. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were a bottle of shampoo. <laughs> oh, there's a special place in hell. Okay. <laughs> if 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 that busybody character is so scared, Jay, why the hell doesn't she lock her door? Oh my god, I She know. calls the cops. She's like <laughs> terrified, right? This woman has like some kind of heart condition, I guess. So <laughs> they show her, she goes to the door to get her whatever that was that even a poodle? I don't even know what that was. I don't know. It was some kind of rat terrier. It was a rat black. monkey. It was a rat monkey from Dead Alive. It was a rat monkey. It was a rat monkey. Yeah, but it, she taught it to bark. <laughs> so she let it in. She just shuts the door and walks on. Walk, uh, what? That brings up a good point. I'd actually like to point something out at, the, uh, at this moment. One of the things that stood out to me about this movie, and I'm sure you noticed it as well, there were way too many elements that were on the nose. Yes. And by that I mean it seemed like they went way too much out of their way to zoom the camera in to something to bring it to your attention and say something's going to happen here. Wait, watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Something something is going to happen. This this is important. Look at this. Look. Okay, we're going to go to the next scene now. Wait, wait. Wait for it. And it was like there were no surprises, no twist. So they zoomed in on that lock. Um, many times they zoomed in on somebody especially when they do a tight shot and you know he's gonna pop out or it's 
going to be him looking through that little hole in the door yeah. or his steps. Even towards the end when Jennifer's climbing up the uh, broken staircase, like the staircase breaks and falls down and, and her boyfriend climbs up to the top. He's trying to drag her up. I swear there was like 35 or 45 seconds of zoom in on her ankle. So I was like, hmm. Did Quint, what's did Quint Tar- here. Was Quentin Tarantino involved in this uh, picture? Wait, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, another 10 seconds. Wonder, wonder what's going to happen at this ankle. I, I wonder if something's going to grab it. Really? Come on. Hurry up. We all know you're going to. Gra- Would you? What's taking him so long? Jeez. Oh, there he is. Uh, there it is. Okay. So how unsatisfied would you have felt if no one had grabbed her ankle? I would actually have been pleasantly surprised because <laughs> there just seemed like there were a lot of that elements of cinematography and, and where it was just zoomed in way, way long on something. It was it was just too set up. There was just too much that for a viewer that you, you knew everything that was going to happen. Well, if so. we're going to nitpick, if we're going to pick at nits here, Jason. That ain't a nit. That is a freaking 10-foot-long flea that just jumped on top of your head. And Basically, said, your kind of movie. Um, no, okay, so it's more like a... 18-inch long flea? Because a 10-foot flea would be a movie, but this was right in the middle. It was Yeah, I get not, you. I get you. Yeah. It just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, backpedal. Okay. okay. So pick, pick a nit now. Okay, I'm going to pick a nit. When Dr. G giggles to you and me, returns home, why, I don't know, would his father's clothes that are neatly pressed, by the way, and his doctor's bag be waiting there in a closet? Like, don't you think after how many years, 40, 50, 1,000, how many years it was that <laughs> that somewhere along the line the house would have been vandalized or just, heck, these people stoned the guy. Maybe they would have no. wanted to get rid of any evidence of his existence. I mean, something. Why okay. was it all there? And more to the point, that was one clean, well-pressed suit. In fact, I don't even think there was any dust on the bag. And that was a hell of a bow tie, I must say. Polka dot. Yep. Very nice. Yes, that brings me to um, uh, another point, because I'm going to pick a nit here, too. There was lots of vandalism inside that house. Did you notice there was spray paint? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the area that seemed to be a wing of a hospital, which is where his dad's Yeah, office and was. how did that even get there? Talk about the TARDIS. <laughs> no, and it was in the basement, the basement of this tiny little house. And then at the, the whole final sequence of the movie takes place in what looks like the wing of a hospital all these medical rooms all these uh like a surgical room all everything and it's and i kind of was like wait are they still in the house did they go to a hospital because the house itself looks i don't know 40 feet wide (laughs) and the downstairs is this entire hallway of a medical wing so yes that's picking a little a little bit in it there but yeah yeah well i mean at this point you know what's sad i'm gonna admit something Please. On other some, than you, other than you paid to see this in the theater and didn't demand your money back. Well, here, here's where C and D kicks in, okay? Yeah. Because I acknowledge this movie goes be it's 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 a fail on every level, okay? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Although I yep. will I will say this much: the actors that were in it for what they were given to do. Yes. I think did a bang-up job. Like, there was no, for the most part, most of the, especially the main 
primary uh, okay, Cliff DeYoung, who was in uh, Secret Admirer, which we did an episode a while back on. And yep. Uh, yep. I mean, it was it was I thought the cast did pretty darn good. Even Larry Drake. I mean, I don't think it. You know, again, I go. I think it goes more to the writing and the style yes. of the movie than it does him. Yes. I think all the acting in this was actually really good. I mean, even down especially to, considering the kind of movie it is, I and mean, we've seen plenty of movies like these type of slasher right. films where the acting is, but it never felt. It, it always felt like yes. they were in, they were real and in a mo, you know, in the moment of what they were dealing with, no matter how absurd it was. Uh, no, it was the writing. It felt like more the writing and the directing, cinematography, you know, the the shots and things. Yeah, but for some reason, I can't like hate this movie. Like, I know. I know it's bad. I know it is, <laughs> but I can't, like, oh, is this is horrible. These people should be ashamed. Of I know, whatever, you moralistic dweeb. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's it's more like, I think because I saw it, that opening, it was like my, you know, I was in high school. I was double D. I remember it was like one of those Halloween's, like, you remember? Like uh, where you kind of were, what you were doing, and we went to like one of those like they have the the Kiwanis Club or one of those like local community kind of clubs where they put up like a haunted house in the same strip mall. And we went through that, you know. So it was like a whole <laughs> thing, you know. And yes. it was, and it, by the way, haunted house in a strip mall, not a strip joint. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. I buy that for a dollar, indeed. <laughs> But it's like, so I had this kind of weird, that's why I wanted to do this movie, because it's like, I hadn't seen it, I mean, I probably saw bits of it when it'd be on HBO. Uh, yeah. One of our uh, listeners, Phil, hey, Phil, who is in it's Stoke. Stoke, I know it's Stoke. not, I know it's not Stroke, okay? It's not Stroke Trent. I know, <laughs> that's, that's what Jason did last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stoke on Trent. Yeah, Stoke on Trent. Sorry, sorry, Govna. Stoke on Trent. <laughs> no, that, that may have been the worst yet. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, Govna. You want the truth? See, whenever they say TH, they add an F. You want the truth? I'll give you the truth, Govna. I didn't stroke Trent. I'm from Stoke on Trent. And I don't even know if they would have that accent there. See? No, they wouldn't, actually. I'm a product of American educational system. <laughs> you should hear how they talk over here, pal. Because the Americas don't have maps, and they don't know how to help the Iraq. Let, let, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let me tell you something, son. You, you ain't seen nothing since you've been to America. I go to Stroke Trent all the time. We go over there, and we stroke it, and we, we talk to it, and we slap it around a bit. Are we still talking about visiting over there in uh, Hungary? Okay. So what did Phil say? What? What? Oh, yes. I'm sorry, Phil. Yes, back to you. That, sorry. Back to you, Phil. Back to you, Phil. No, he, he made a point that this was one of those movies that he saw, like, late at night when, you know, he was in high school as a kid. You know, it would be on t late night TV. And I'm, here in the States, it would have probably been, like, on USA Up all night or what, one of those types of shows yep, or yep. HBO or, or what have you. So it definitely has that vibe. Like, if it's 2 in the morning... You can't fall asleep. You're flipping through the channels, and you just f come across this movie. Like that's the kind of movie it is to me. Like you, you're like, what the hell? I want. Uh, why can't I turn this off? It's better than watching 3 a.m. Andy Griffith reruns. Yes, yes. So. Or the infomercials. Like, um, was it the My yeah. Pillow? I oh my god, I've seen that one. Or how to sell real estate and get rich, and yes. you know, yes. buy these guys to live on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, this it's weird. It really is because. You know, even watching this and thinking, oh, God, this is kind of lame. All right, there's nothing really exciting about this. I got I to gotta, 
I gotta get through this because I have a condition, as I've talked to you before. I cannot start a movie and not finish it. Jason, let me let me help you with that. OCD. How can I explain it? I take it frame by frame. It. <laughs> I take it. I take it. I take it. Shut four, up. Four, five four, more times. Four, yeah, four more times. I take it. I take it. I take it. Do it, or the world will end. I cannot. No matter how bad the movie, I cannot turn it off. Now, a TV series, I can watch an episode and stop. But yeah, like or, or the like episode. The Walking Dead. Oh, don't tease me! Don't tease me! He could I'm get, getting it. I'm he, getting it. He could get all the way through that first season and then take forever to get to season two. <laughs> No, I don't have cable TV. I don't either. That's not an excuse. Bullcrap. I know. Oh, you're buying the season for me? I'll take uh-huh. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even with all of that, I and, and and watching the stomach pump scene with the spinning. I want to address. I do. I do think it's important. Go ahead and finish your talk. But I do want to address a couple of the the kills in this movie because I think just, you know as much as I want to knock it, there were a couple moments that were kind of cringe worthy. Yes. So even with all of that, I I couldn't absolutely sit here and say oh my god this movie was awful i hate it how can anybody have watched it it was bad it wasn't so bad that it was awesome it was just bad enough to be meh yeah which in a way is worse uh yes but this is not i wouldn't put this down at the bottom so i guess this is my way of saying of a scale of one to ten i'd give some cheesy over the top really ridiculous horror movie an eight I would give a terrible, boring, stupid movie that I can't stand a two. I'd still give this like a five or a six. Yeah, I think as I, much as I meh, yeah. I'd still give it like a five or a six. If we're as long as we're in the realm of like cheese ball, yeah, voting, then yeah, I could see it as being like a four or five. It's it's not. It's it's. I guess what it is. It's like it's innocuous it's just it's yeah it's there's nothing dangerous about it there's nothing just it's just a kind of movie you know this is this is a movie that you rent for some like 13 year olds that want to see like a horror movie for their slumber party and they've <laughs> never really seen a horror movie this is what you rent them nah, even then yeah I, I my 13 and 15 year old watched it with me and they left like halfway through so <laughs> <laughs> and i'm assuming not because they were disturbed no, they were bored. Uh, gotcha. They, they were bored. Okay, well, maybe back in my day, <laughs> this would have done it for a 13-year-old. Today, that, you got to rent point. Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a good point, though, because even I think even in the day, though, um, I wasn't a huge horror fan at the time when this came out, but I'd seen enough, and I'd seen plenty of, I think, raunchier or scarier, not even just raunchier, but just more freaked out. I and mean, we talked yeah. about The Thing was something that scared the crap out of me. This, even with the some of the more gratuitous kill scenes, it, it, it just didn't... Oh, it's not scary at all. No, there's no real fear. Now, I think what gave me hope for this was the concept, and I mentioned this with someone who had, had talked about it before, that the doctor scenario yeah. has potential to be scary. Yeah. Well, that's what the dentist with Corbin the, Burns, although they had Corbin Burns in playing him. Um, which is not scary either, yeah. but... Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess the dentist says more pain, but this has more uh, potential for some of those, you know, objects to be terribly abused as murder weapons. Yeah. But it it just didn't ever enter in that realm. Like, oh my god, I'm never going to the doctor. See, oh, I think if god. this if they had approached this movie from a screenwriting standpoint and and tone like the stepfather, 
Like I think if yes. it had been taken like th- down that kind of road where it was more of a subdued, you know, this character psychosis and he yes. thinks he's going to save people, but he's obviously very confused and disturbed and blah, 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 blah. Maybe he pretends to be a doctor and he actually goes to work at some like little I don't know, uh, not yes. for profit type of organization, yes. and he's helping people. He's doing good things. Ah, oh, except there's one little thing about him. He's crazy, no, bad this, shit, like, crazy. This was played more like it was. It was supposed to be a horror comedy. Oh yeah, because, the devil. This was like an over the top comedy, though, in part. Because even okay, we'll get to the very end. Spoiler: the heroine kills Doctor Giggles. Oh my god! Well, wait, wait. Are you about, are you about to quote it? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, hold on. Before you do, because that's the best one, hands down. But okay, let's get into some of his quotes because I think it was a it was just a comedy with gore elements. Yes, because what I argue this okay, is most this is not these, a horror movie. Yes, what these are quotes, Doctor Evan Rendell. Most of them from him. Yes, I think it's funny, by the way, that, that when they talk about who the quotes are from, it's not Doctor Giggles. It is Doctor Evan Rendell. Does. Laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> why, does he, why does he sound like the rat from Charlotte's Web? <laughs> Check out time. <laughs> um, Get ready for your medicine, Morehide. The doctor is in. Yes. Okay, uh, so wait. Let's stop for a second. Let's challenge our listeners. Think of the absolute corniest doctor horror movie line the most cliche doctory line you could say if you think that's bad wait until you get my bill not that one do you feel any discomfort yeah you well you owe me 35 <laughs> years of sleep you sick son of a bitch really doesn't no that doesn't work uh, no um <laughs> i don't believe you had an appointment <laughs> have a heart and then he throws a heart at him uh, it it was awful <laughs> Time to do what doctors do best, and then he pulls out a golf club. (laughs) Yes. And there was, I swear, there was like a dozen or two of those, at least, even more than what was quoted here uh, um, uh, on on the site. But the best, of course, is at the very end. Oh, wait, hold on. I I will play Jennifer. You can play Dr. Evan Rendell. (laughs) Well, let me set it up. Hold on. Yes. So she's escaped. I want to play Jennifer. Sorry. You can, you can. Okay. She escapes Doctor Giggles. She, bl- the, the house blows up in a in a fireball, and she's in a real hospital now. Safe, she's safe. And they say, oh, there's been too much strain on your prolapsed mitral valve, and we must do surgery right away. You just made so that she goes, in, she goes into a surgical room, and there's one doctor in there, of course. And the nurse looks over, and there's blood dripping out of a door. Uh, so she goes to investigate. Oh, guess what? She's killed. And. And who's, who saw that coming? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And, of course, Dr. Giggles walks through the door in a burnt doctor's <laughs> uniform. And the surgeon says, who are you? And, he says, and then he just stands there. And he says, yes, of course, the real surgeon stands there. And he says, I'm her doctor. Now, then, he has a, now wait. He has a half-burnt face. Yeah. He has charred scrubs on. Yeah. He is burnt and covered in blood. And blisters. And the surgeon's like and, – and so Dr. Giggles starts pulling out these giant yeah. implements of death. And like the I said, they were, like the Cina, they were like a Cenobites, like, you know, toolkit. It was – Yes. Whatever the craziest, weirdest, like, torture devices you can think of. And the, and the surgeon just stands there. Yeah, he doesn't remotely even try to run away. It was He's ridiculous. Like, what are those things? What, 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 what does that do? 
And he's like, oh, they're just, a, you know, Dr. Gills, they're just a couple of things I come up with, or I don't even know what he says. Yeah. And so he, he, he subsequently kills the surgeon and starts chasing Jennifer again. Uh, and, of course, it's the classic, oops, he's not dead. He's coming after you still. At the very end, she shocks him with the uh, – um, what are those called? The, the, the defib, the defibrillator. defibrillator thing. Yeah. yeah, she dumps water on the floor. She puts the defibrillators in the water that he's standing in, shocks him. He comes up at the last minute. Oh, he's still alive. She jams these giant – we set the scene you, you, now after being electrocuted dr rendell says i don't remember what does he say after he gets shocked oh you're not reading it i thought you were reading it no no oh, no he says he says i don't feel well and oh just, that's then right she yes. holds up two large sharp weapons and then she says <laughs> wait hold on this is the part i was waiting for ready <clears throat> this is jennifer holding the two cinnabite toothpicks by giant things yes Take two and call me in the morning. And then stabs the doctor <laughs> right through the chest, both of them. Booyah. And, and, and he, falls he staggers to his knees. back, falls to his knees, turns to the camera. In a tight close-up. Tight close-up of his burnt half-face, turns, looks at the camera, spittle coming out of his mouth, says... Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah, but you wait, wait. You gotta have the full effect, Jay. He goes, <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? And then he like falls forward. He falls forward. And then, the and he's dead. And I'm like, bleep, 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 bleep. That's all, folks. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, really? That was like a. That was a total Bugs Bunny line. It was so bad. Two, two last things before I forget. <laughs> what the hell video game was that kid playing? Did you catch that? Uh, yes. It was Dr. Mario. Oh, I could, yeah, I couldn't place it. Well, It was it, actually a um, one of, what was a Game Boy game where you had to – it was sort of like Tetris, but when you turned the little pills, they stacked up and the colors had to kind of match up. And did stuff. they have it then for the main Nintendo system? Um, I will tell you that whatever that controller that was in his hand, that fakey joystick-looking thing that with wasn't the trigger Nintendo, and it? the button, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. That was like a computer joystick. Yeah. At the time, the Nintendo was the game controller. Yeah, the flat rectangle ones, yeah. Yes, it was ridiculous. So it was another one of those failed attempts at a director who thinks they know video games at the time by just throwing a joystick Although, in a kid's hand. I would like to point something out. This is my last point, Jay, because it ties into what you're about to do with, with the whole video <laughs> thing. <laughs> this actually, if we want to knock it, this actually, this is a message movie. It has lots of positive, this is actually a positive, if I wanted to, say, start up a club at my school <laughs> about positive messages for the youths, the, the youth, the youth, the youth, the youths, the two youths, what's a youth? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. The youths. <laughs> yes, the youths of America or where, wherever or Bangladesh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know. And I want them – how can I say this? I want them to really understand the dangers of life. and, and import, I would say this movie is what you chose them. You want to know why, Jay? Let's examine what it addressed. At one point, while sitting in the car – with her boyfriend. Jennifer's offered alcohol. Now, we know, <laughs> but her boyfriend does not, <laughs> that she has this medical condition. She cannot drink alcohol. But she makes the point. She expressly tells him, 
can't we have fun without drinking? <laughs> it's like that old song. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Uh-huh. Wait, doesn't she say that after she's had the bottle of white wine? Uh, indeed. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not the point. She learned her lesson. Okay, so then la- later on, later on, later on, couple couple's going to do the nasty. And <laughs> she makes sure that she'll wear the teddy that he stole from his mom. Okay, wait, yeah. Let's pause that for a second because that was probably the creepiest moment of this entire freaking movie. Hey, I took this nighty out of my mom's. Yeah, my suitcase. dad's going to be pissed, so we might as well get used. What? <laughs> okay. Whoa, let's back that train up for a second. So what are you, fantasizing about your mother? That was... No, nasty. no, I just watch her when she's prancing around in it. That's all. I picture it I picture it on other chicks. Ever since I found my mom's Victoria's Secret catalog. Uh, yeah, that. what was that? <laughs> so anyway, needless to say, besides the fact the guy looked like he was 35. Yes, and he wanted to have sex with his yeah, mother. And what was he doing with the rubber? So anyway, he... Sorry, sorry. Derailed. <laughs> So, so, but back to my message, okay? Yes. So he is. She goes. I'll wear it as long as you, you dress up too, or whatever. And she hands him a yep. condom. You see, in 1992, folks, the era of you know where HIV and AIDS was, you know, very, you know, it was, it was. I mean, still always scary, but it was definitely one of those real unknown variables then. And and just the fact that they were all about the safe, safe sex, safe sex. Despite the fact that he Not drops good. it in a toilet. And it apparently has holes in it. It has holes in it. And he decides that she probably won't even notice. I would assume that's because <laughs> he's no deep Roy. <laughs> but I could be wrong. So there's that one. Yes, please. There's social message number one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or two. Because uh-huh. one was no during drinking. Yep. yep. Well, and in that same house, the kid playing the video game, Dr. Giggles <laughs> stops behind the kid, watches the video game for a second. And what does he say? Do you remember? Terminal. Terminal. They don't even. Term- he doesn't even bother the kids. So the kids are lost cause because so video the games. Point they, is, they rot your brains. Point is, you play video games, you live. You drink, have sex, you're going to get killed. Yep, pretty, that's exactly it. So yep. and then and then later on, character eating ice cream. Mm. Okay, okay, a big bowl of it. As, uh, as, apparently an entire half gallon yes, or and, full gallon. And, and to look at her, you wouldn't think she would have done that, but okay. And he points <laughs> yes. out, all that fat, all that sugar, we got to start taking better care of ourselves. Remember, we are what we eat. They have a saying, what goes down must come up, which then leads to, while not a particularly graphic death scene, an extraordinarily disturbing disgusting one because he takes this rotor rooter what is that what is that thing it's like a rotor rooter it was kind of like a stomach pump that but, had but a why would it have that blade like, at the end yeah why would a propeller blade like come out that doesn't make any yes. sense so yes. it's like something you would use to clean i don't know industrial piping <laughs> or something so he's like a miniature version of what cleans out sewage drains yeah <laughs> so he takes this tube shoves it down her throat Starts pumping and has the tube going into back into the bowl, and so you see all that she's pumping all this oh, ice cream's coming out. Yeah, ice cream's coming out. And then he pushes yeah. a button that we've already established. Once he pushes it, said propeller things coming out, and it just starts filling with blood. And it's like that. And that, for some reason, that mix of blood and the creamy. It's a, that's nasty. That's mm, nasty. Raspberry. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we, when we during a flashback scene, a la 
Night of the Creeps because it's via the cop. Yeah, it's something that's yeah. haunted him for all these years. That's the other thing. All the things that haunt people in this movie are kind of lame. Like the main character, her mom died in surgery. It's like, really? A Sid's mom in Scream was like murdered horribly. At least that's something yes. to be upset about. Yeah. I don't saying you yeah. shouldn't be upset if your parent died in surgery. Let's make sure we're clear on that. That's horrible. But it's saying, would it cause like all the drama she seems to be having? I just, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, I guess. But it's um, not as, in, it's, you know I mean? If you're going to do a movie, it should be this like, like her mom was, you know, attacked by a thousand maniacs. Okay, at least. Uh, or maybe it. her mom was one of the people killed by the ah, doctors. There, well, of course, it was fifty-seven, yeah. so I don't. That would have been kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. She wouldn't be alive then. So. Yeah. Well, so, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> My mom died before I was born. So. <laughs> what? What? Jason, I'm sorry. Oh, you, no. uh, oh, that's a joke. Wow, that's. Yeah, that's Oh, that was deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I am disturbed. Yeah, but and then a little later on during the flashback scene, we see why abortion may in fact be necessary. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> like less like restless leg syndrome or AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> the best yes, part is because... that out of context, anybody who just heard it's like, what? But it's funny, trust me. No, yeah, the whole scene where little Dr. Giggles comes like clawing out of his mother's. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so the cop is sitting there. He's like telling the, the main one of the characters, oh, another cop, this story. 35 like a years rookie ago. young guy. Yeah, after killing the partner. dad, they were looking for the son who's like seven years old. Yep. And they had brought all the bodies in, including the mom, who's dead at this point. And they have him in the morgue, and he's there by himself monitoring the corpses. I don't know. And he, he said, I was really creeped out. Like, the guy's just standing, like, just sitting there. Not like he's creeped out. He's Plus hearing, he's been hitting on a bottle of, like, old... Yeah, hooch or whatever. Yeah, whatever. His big bottle of whiskey. So he, he, he hears giggling. It's kind of muffled. He goes into where the bodies are. And he pulls his sheet back. And this body is really bloated, okay? And I guess it's... Supposed to be the kid's mom, you know, buck naked. Well, all of a sudden, the scalpel. <laughs> well, no, no. First, the stomach starts moving. Like oh, that's right. Yeah. Like underneath it. And then the scalpel pops mm-hmm. out. And cuts it cut from the inside open. out. Yep. And the kid, the, the kids. And now think about this. All right. They had some little seven, some parent let their seven year old <laughs> do that damn scene. What the hell is wrong with you? Some parent said, yeah, it's OK if my kid climbs out of the corpse of a woman, jumps out yeah. on. Of and yes, I blood. get it's latex. I don't give a damn. To that seven-year-old, I'm sure that seemed real. <laughs> That's messed and up. Now we know why have why we have tragic child star stories. Actually, it's probably cause... like the one kid that didn't need, you know, yeah. his fix. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, yeah, yeah, so was... anyway, the Needless to say, this is a message movie. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's all I got. I have no idea how we managed this, dude. We talked about this movie for almost an hour. <laughs> How is that possible? I thought for sure this and there would be are the sh- still things I have on my list that we never covered. Oh my god! Like the fact that the boyfriend Glenn Quinn, uh, is it, he died? Yep, it's he was sad. the uh, very sad. Yep, he was the boyfriend in um, uh, Roseanne. Roseanne. Yep, and he was on the first season of Angel. Yep, and died a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one I, I wanted to mention. Um, you m- mentioned Cliff DeYoung. Oh. Dougie Doug, hello, oh, so, the coffee. Actually, that's the other thing this movie showed. It totally proved the point. If you're African-American, and they put you in one of these damn movies, I swear to God, you, you, you ain't got a shot. It's ridiculous. You might as well be wearing a red shirt with a little A symbol that, on it. You know what? That's, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly, <laughs> and not, I mean, and they don't even let him, like, 
be like the second or third victim. <laughs> no, no. And his girlfriend, by the way, both had to be killed right away. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Like, but, they couldn't oh, even keep the cop alive at the end. Yeah, it, the black cop. It would have cop. been better to have had Dougie Doug throughout the entire thing. Because, oh, yeah. of course, he was at Cool Runnings as Sanka Coffee. Yes. Um, plus, he had a brief kind of singing rap career. And um, I think he's hilarious. He's funny. But in this, he was just kind of a snippet. Um, yes, I think that would have definitely helped. Because it was already kind of going down the whole comedy route anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yes, but it, it had, you know, I still got a whole list of little things that we still haven't talked about. But it goes to prove that even these god-awful movies, we just cannot shut our mouths about. So, All right, Jay. Well, on that <laughs> unbelievably important and painful note, <laughs> do you want to do your movie picks? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> So, Jason, <sighs> what is your pick? Yes. Um, mine is actually kind of easy. I, I went with the low-hanging fruit of uh, Cliff DeYoung, who played the dad in this, Jennifer's dad, um, who at one point was killed and said, Doctor! He's, yes, yes, I'm getting you a doctor. I'm getting you. No! The doctor did this to me. <laughs> Except and he dies. didn't die. Yes, and then, of course, somehow he survives. But... Cliff Young, who seems like the perfect dad character, uh, was also in one of my favorite kind of kid movies of the 80s, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, that's right. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was the dad in that. Now, he played kind of a cool part where if you've never seen Flight of the Navigator, it's this, it's this cool story of um, uh, this boy, little Davy, who kind of wanders off, gets picked up by a spacecraft, gets off immediately what he thinks, and turns out it's something like – 25 years later or 15 years later or something like that. And um, his dad, uh, played by Cliff DeYoung, and his mom, played by Veronica Cartwright, they have been looking for him all this time. He's been lost. And, you know, They've been basically aged prematurely because they're looking for him and all these terrible things have happened. Um, and Cliff plays kind of a very distraught character in this. He ages very well. But there's a secret character in this, although not really secret, but his voice is in this movie, although not his face, and that is Paul Rubens, played Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, is the is basically the voice of Max. He's the alien robot that that um guides the ship, this um the ship that they have decided that young Davy is the navigator for. It's actually a really good family movie. I, I wish I owned it on DVD because I think my kids would actually like it, my little kids. So um do we have this on the list? I thought we had talked about this being on the list at some point, but I think we may have yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not. I don't remember it being spectacular. I enjoyed it, and I know that uh, Disney, the theme parks, kind of milked the movie for MGM or for the um, MGM Studios back in the day. They had yeah. the ship there and and some of the other things because it was a big movie at the time. Um, but it's actually a pretty cute movie. Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, a very young um, um, kid version, and and um, uh, uh, Joey Kramer plays Davy. So it's a decent flick. I really liked it, but it, it has Cliff DeYoung as kind of the common factor. So. Um, that's my pick. Flight in the Navigator, 1996. Very cool. 96 or 86? 86. Yeah, okay. Did this I say 96? You did, but that's okay. Scream came out in 96, so I'll forgive you. I don't you. remember. Decades just fly by. Yeah, but, that's true. Eh, Especially as many as you've been alive. I so, <laughs> in, uh, mine is Playroom 
from 1990. Good night, folks. That's it. Never heard of it. Uh Uh-huh. Well, this is interesting. I've actually never seen it. But there's a reason why I picked it. Because I am very familiar with the poster. Because some friends of mine, we had one of those mom and pop video stores like everybody did growing up before Blockbuster Mm -hmm. took over everything. And then we're decimated (laughs) by Netflix. <laughs> this we would go to these video stores and they would always have like the I don't know if they did around your place they always have the boxes filled with rolls of posters and they either charged a quarter for them usually they were free okay and oh, no I don't know I never got that I would have wallpapered my freaking room well, with them and that's exactly what we did yes, so no. we, we had we had Adam we would go and it, what kills me is we could have probably taken them all because they were free, but I remember sitting on the floor of this video <laughs> store, them dumped out and like sorting through them. Like, and I only wanted the horror titles. So, uh, and so did my friends. So they got the one that was Playroom. And if you go look this up, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it was 1990, that straight kind of straight to video yarn. Now, what's interesting is it starred Christopher McDonald, who played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. He's been, he always, yes. always kind of plays oh, yeah. those kind of D-bag kind of characters, a lot of comedies and such. But he was yeah. one of the stars of it. It was directed by Manny Cotto, who directed Dr. Giggles. And it was written. This is the main reason why I picked it. I was like, I was looking through, I was like, I recognized the poster. I'm like, oh, I totally remember that poster was freaky when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was written by Jackie Earl Haley, the actor. Really? Yes, the guy who went on to play Freddy in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. He played in um, he played uh, Rorschach in The Watchmen. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was you know uh, won an Academy Award or was at least nominated for a Little Children. I don't remember if he was actually if he won it or not. But you know, just been in, you know a lot of movies and TV. And he wrote this is like his lone writing credit. This movie. And when you watch the trailer, <laughs> if you watch the trailer. That's all you you'll get it. I mean, it's like, oh yes, this is this is a must see in the deep fried cheese kind of way. Wow. So yes, it, it it I mean the description of it on IMDb, this is the summary, the plot. <laughs> An archaeologist archaeologist is haunted by a nightmare in which his family is murdered. And there is no poster <laughs> on IMDb. But if you look it up, if you look up Playroom nineteen ninety movie, I'm sure you'll find the image. So Oh yeah. Yes. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is um that is my pick and wow. i picked it because of the nostalgic factor of the poster and the fact that i cannot freaking believe it was written by jackie Ear- jackie earl haley jackie earl haley wow that's yeah. actually pretty impressive yeah. and manny Cotto wrote, directed it yeah, so yeah, which go. we've already established uh which you and i talked about before the show but he has had many more very successful tv directing credits mm-hmm. Then he has uh, film credits because he did uh, Dexter, a bunch of episodes of 24, um, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which you know didn't last too long, but he still you know, directed quite a bit of those. So um, has done some great stuff in TV more so than film, I guess. So Yes, sir. So okay, Can we talk about it now? Can we talk about it now? <laughs> talk about what? Can we talk about our announcement? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Sammy Squirrel from Over the Hedge. Yeah, go ahead, man. So next week, as a couple of you have already heard, we have a very kick-ass episode. We are going to talk to the one, the only film and TV legend, Lance Henriksen. Yes, folks, the one Lance Henriksen. That was really a lame cheer, but that was weird. And we actually, actually, physically spoke with him this is not physically spoke with him or psychically um 
I have psychically spoke with him many times. He never responded. So this time, oh, actually... so this is like at least some proof, right? No. No kidding, folks. Lance Hendrickson joined us, and we had one of the most amazing interviews with him. Um, very, very cool guy. So next week, we are going to be playing that, and um, it is probably one of the greatest interviews we've ever done. Yeah, it was incredible. He was amazing, and you'll see. What's cool about the interview is we just hopefully you come away from it really getting some cool ideas about him as a person and all the stuff he does and you know, yes. preparing for roles and his background. It's just it's a lot of really cool stuff. He really, really, you know, was very generous with his time and uh, we really can't thank him enough for doing that. It was well, awesome. And even beyond just the cool stuff he talks about with movies and um, actors he's friends with, directors he's worked with, just the stories of his own life and who he is as a human being, I think were the coolest points for me, you know, the, the, definitely the um, the highlight of the interviews when he was talking about things he's done in his life beyond just that you know he loves being an actor he's an artist he's a you know he does pottery and Mm -hmm. and um the things in his his life that he thinks are important and the whole um living the adventure he is such an approachable guy so um definitely tune in next week we're gonna have some uh, a very special treat a couple of cool links on there to to look at some of the other stuff he's done so and then i will say because obviously this this came up very suddenly we have to thank peter our buddy Peter, who writes the retro movie reviews on the site and has yep. been on the show with us before, he actually is the one that made this happen. So, yeah. and we, and I, I think we go into it. Don't we go into a little bit in the interview of how Peter met? I don't uh, remember if we do or not. I don't remember. We talk about it in the intro a little bit, but um, yeah. So, just words of wisdom for all of you. You go to any convention, feel free to drop our yeah. name and say, yeah. "Hey, would you like to be on an interview with Forgotten Flicks?" And yeah. Yeah, that's what Peter say, did. And they were, if they don't say, you know, security, uh, help me, then you might have a chance. So yeah, it's possible. Uh, yes. Until definitely. they've done the interview, in which case, if they ever see you again, they will, in fact, probably call for security. Yes, but it's a good thing we don't live in California. That's all I say. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so, of course, thank you to Peter for that. That was amazing that he did that. It was oh, amazing. unbelievable. Yep. So, Jay, uh, would you like to maybe hit us with a little contact info knowledge? Yes. If you happen to have run into a cool celebrity and ask them if they're going if they would like to be interviewed on our podcast, by all means, send us an email at Jason at ForgottenFlix.com or Joel at ForgottenFlix.com. Or if you don't have email and you live in a cave, feel free to Twitter us on your smartphone at Forgotten at Forgotten Flix on Twitter or at Flicks sidekick. I love the idea that they wouldn't have email, but they would have access to Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Because, you know, you have a smartphone, but you don't have a computer. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of those flickses are with an X. So um, Mm -hmm. be sure and check us out on those. Indeed. And, And of course, ForgottenFlicks.com is the website. You can go there and check out. We've got tons of movie reviews, articles, games. Fun for the whole family. Unlike the podcast. <laughs> and uh, oh, iTunes, of course. Please go to iTunes and uh, you know leave us a review. Rate it. Uh, rating simple. You just click on the stars, preferably five of them. So you know, click on the stars. Give us some ratings. It kind of helps move the show up the uh, the ranks a bit. So if you if you feel so inclined, you know, please do that. And uh, of course, check out the Facebook page as well. We have a Facebook group page. It has lots of stuff. It's uh, kind of a invite only kind of situation like you go ahead and put in you want to be in, join it and then we'll, mm-hmm. give you, we'll give you permission we've already covered this ground before and <laughs> we have the regular uh, facebook fan page as well so check all that cool stuff out and uh jason any 
Final words of wisdom. <laughs> you think this was bad? <laughs> Wait till you get my bill. 